This is a special presentation of the 46th Thanksgiving Day game between the Ridley Green Raiders and the Interboro Buccaneers on the Tigers Radio Network, presented by Accurate Auto and Tire, My Way Entertainment, the Philly Pretzel Factor, Anthony's at Paxson Hollow, Delco Cleanouts, DZO Mechanical, Advanced Chiropractic Center, Mark Anthony's Paisanos, Stroll Lanes, and Zach's Hamburgers. Through the years, we all have experiences that create traditions. Some are short-lived, and others, others stand the test of time. Those that do withstand the erosive force of time are rooted deeply in the passion and commitment of the individuals that celebrate these long-held practices. For two communities in Delaware County, one of their great traditions is played out on the gridiron Thanksgiving morning as one of the most storied high school football rivalries in the county takes center stage. Forty-five times since 1965, the Ridley Green Raiders and the Interboro Buccaneers have met on Thanksgiving morning, not for championships or playoff positioning, but for something bigger, something bigger than themselves. They meet for school pride and the glory of playing just one more game for their teammates, for their schools, and their communities. You see, for these communities of Ridley and Interboro, this is more than just a game. It's a chance to reunite with old friends, a nostalgic moment to celebrate history and the purity of amateur sport. For these communities, this game has always held a dedicated place in their Thanksgiving morning routines. No matter how near or far they now live, each returning fan, alumni, player, or coach returns seeking just one more opportunity to claim bragging rights for their storied programs. Over the last 49 years, each side has had the upper hand at one point or another. Ridley dominated the rivalry early on, winning 27 of 28 games from 1965 to 1992. However, the Bucks have found the wing side more recently, taking 11 games in the last 16 meetings. Since 2008, the teams have split their last four games with the road team claiming victory in each of those four games. The Bucks took last year's victory on the road at legendary Phil Marion Field and will look to defend their turf here today. Well, the Green Raiders are hoping to score another road win in the series, an exact revenge from last season. Who will write the 46th chapter of this great tradition will be determined next as the Green Raiders take on the Bucks on the Tigers radio network. Here is Jim Alsman, Dave DePasqua, Steve Reynolds, and Greg Pecco. Five, four, three, two, one. We are coming to you live from the South Avenue Sports Complex in Glen Olden, Pennsylvania, for the 46th Thanksgiving Day meeting between the Ridley Green Ritters and the Interboro Buccaneers, presented by Accurate Auto and Tire. I am Greg Pecco. Alongside me in the booth is Steve Reynolds, and on the sidelines, Dave DePasquale will be with us throughout the game. Good morning, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And, Steve, is there a better way for us to wrap up the high school football season than with this one 
one of the longest-running rivalries in Delaware County between the Green Raiders and the Bucks. There's nothing like Thanksgiving football, especially between Ridley and Urbo. When you think of these two teams, it's hard-nosed football. It's like Baltimore-Pittsburgh, and couldn't be more excited for it. Absolutely, and obviously, before we get into the individual teams and the breakdown of this game, uh, pregame-wise, we do want to take a moment to thank members of our nation's armed services and wish them a happy and safe Thanksgiving, whether they're serving abroad or here at home. Uh, we greatly appreciate all that you do to keep this country safe. And joining me now, Jim Allsman. And Jim, well, this was something that kind of came together for us in the last couple of months. It was an opportunity to present a great game to our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that we've wanted to do for many years, even since the Tigers Radio Network inception. So um, to do something on Thanksgiving here in probably what I would consider one of not just the area's storied rivalries and Thanksgiving Day games, but in the entire nation. And I, and I know maybe people might eye-roll me when they hear that, but truthfully, um, if you live in Delaware County, you know what I'm talking about. And if you've ever been to this game, you would definitely agree with me. Well, right? I, I would certainly agree there. As, you know, personally, this, has been a, this game has been a part of, of my life since I was a child, being a part of, of um, you know, living amongst these communities throughout my life. I know there's other rivalries out there. The Haverford and Upper Darby rivalry is another big one in the area. So it's just another display of, of great football. And, Steve, when you look at the two teams on the field today, it's been an interesting setup. Interboro 5-5 five and five, makes it into the 3A playoff, uh, loses to Springfield in round one, and now sitting at 5-6 and six coming into today. Ridley 7-3 and three, just misses the 4A playoff. You kind of have a situation where both programs are, are in an interesting period as Ridley, you know, trying to find its way back to being a perennial playoff contender after the last couple of years not quite having uh, enough to get in. And Interboro, two years removed from a district title. Yeah, both these teams are coming off a similar season. Both started very slow. Interboro 0-3. Ridley 1-2, 0-2 in the Central League. Both finished very strong, as you heard. Uh, as you said, Interboro making the playoffs. Ridley falling short in the last game. So uh, both these teams haven't played in three weeks, so it's going to be very interesting what they come out and do. Dave DePasqua is down on the sidelines for us in this one. And, Dave, we had a lot of rain and, and snow over the last couple of days. There's no snow on the ground. The sun is out today. But what are the field conditions like for us today? First off, there's a slight breeze to the outside going on, so it could affect, but not so much. More importantly, on the ground, there is mud everywhere. Being a grass field here at Innerboro, it's going to be interesting. A lot of players are already scraping off mud off their cleats in pregame, so it's something to keep an eye on, especially with these ball carriers. Thank you, Dave. And Steve, this game has had a lot of interesting things happen over the years. There's been some, some one-siders, and you've had a lot of close games. Last year's game ended with a 12-0 victory for Interboro on the road at Ridley. Um, coming into tonight's game with the, today's game with the weather, uh, anything is possible between, you know, we, we could see this score be anything today. Yeah, as I said, they're both haven't played in three, you know, Interboro hasn't played in three weeks. Uh, last game Ridley played was, uh, Halloween, so, you know, it can be a little rusty coming in this game, so, you know, we'll see. I expect a little sloppy start, but they're going to get in the form uh, as the game goes on. To give you a little bit of the matchup history, this rivalry dates back all the way to 1965 and was played consecutively until 2006 when it was disrupted by PIAA playoffs for the first time as one of the teams went deep into the playoffs. In the 45 previous contests between these two sides, Ridley has won 33 times. Interboro has claimed 12 victories. Ridley won 27 of the first 28 games. However, since 1993, Interboro has has won 11 has, has an 11 and 6 record winning 11 of those 17 contests and uh, you know as a note it, it, a lot of it is pointed towards a change in coaching in that season uh, Steve Lennox brought on if you read the Delaware County Times today brought on really for the main reason to beat Ridley 
Yeah, and you know, no matter what type of seasons these two teams have, it all comes down to this last game. These, these kids, these alumni, this community, they're ready for this game. So if you have a you know poor season, you know you can make up for it in a game like this. And Steve, so now let's look at the both teams. Starting with Ridley, what are what are the things we are looking for today from the Green Raiders side of the football? They're a tough team. As I said, they started off slow, won six in a row before losing to Harford, not making the playoffs, but very tough team on both sides of the ball. They can run it. And Pash, I mean, you went to Ridley, you know they throw the ball at. This year they got two very good running backs, Callis and Young, a sophomore, uh, who are going to pound the ball, physical up front. So, uh, you know, both these teams are physical, but Ridley really impressed me as we saw them earlier in the year. And uh, as you mentioned, Steve, we saw them earlier in the year, and we saw a very good defense against Marple Newtown, uh, a defense that shut out Marple Newtown and shut out probably the the best back in the county in Adrian Sapness. They completely shut him down, so the defense is there. Offensively, it's not your typical Ridley offense. They ha- they don't put up the numbers that they have, but in recent weeks in the second half of the season, they really got it going. Yeah, they, uh, you know, in that 16 winning streak, they have an average margin of 20, uh, 25 points in their wins. And we talk about Springfield's defense. This defense is only allowed 11 points a game, so they're very good. From the Interborough side of the football, a key player we've seen for the last couple years now is wide receiver and defensive back Mark Everton. Two years ago in the district title game, had a huge catch to help Interborough put a touchdown on the board before half, and also their quarterback, Sean Menold. Yeah, and last time we saw, as you said, they're hoisting a 3-8 championship trophy. Uh, Menold, very good quarterback, 1,300 yards passing. Uh, 14 total touchdowns in Everton. He's sixth all-time in career yardage in Delco, fourth in receptions. He can move up in that list today. So they have a right there. It's a big weapon you have on your team. Now to get kind of into the two communities and, and where the feeder programs are. I mean, it's very interesting because uh, the communities that make up Interboro School District and the communities that make up Ridley School District they're kind of intertwined in certain aspects. And from a football standpoint, if you get into the youth programs, the St. Gabriel CYO program, which just won the Archdiocese 5th and 6th grade championship, they have kids that will be going to Interboro and Ridley in future years. So the, the rivalry nowadays is no longer as split as it used to be. And you also have a lot of parents who went to Ridley or Interboro whose kids are now going to the opposite school. So this is something, when you walk into the stadium, it's a mix of everybody. Oh, this is great. I mean, they're separated by 2.3 miles, a Zach Hamber's location, and a few mom and pop exactly. stores. I mean, yeah. they're right next to each other. <laughs> this rivalry is unbelievable. A wow wow on every corner as well. Um, down, we'll go down now back to Dave DePasqua Fieldside. And Dave, uh, a, a lot of this rivalry comes from those communities that we just talked about. And as people start to fill in, we saw the band for Interborough parade from the high school, which is a few blocks away, up the street and into the stadium. It's been great, as currently it's the Green Raider marching bands on the sidelines. It's great to see this great turnout, especially with the community aspect, as you said, Greg. As these teams start to fill in, the teams aren't on the field, but the fans coming in in bunches. It's great to see Thanksgiving morning, football, food some later. I mean, I can't wait to eat some turkey, but first, football is the priority. Well, absolutely. We are sort of your appetizer for NFL football later today. We will return in just a minute, more pregame, and we will go over the sides once again. You're listening to Thanksgiving Day Football on the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet. 
This holiday season, if your car is in need of repairs, new tires, or is due for inspection, go see the guys at Acrid Auto and Tire in Collingdale for all your vehicle's needs. And during the holiday season, if you visit Acrid Auto and bring in either an unwrapped toy by December 20th for Toys for Tots, or a canned food good by December 31st, you will receive $10 off your total invoice. So call Acrid Auto today at 610-532-9914 to schedule your next visit. And don't forget to bring an unwrapped toy by December 20th or canned food good by the new year for $10 off your total invoice. Call and make your appointment today at 610-532-9914. From everyone at Acrid Auto, have a happy and safe holiday season. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet. Zach's Hamburgers is a proud sponsor of Marple Newtown Football. Come visit any of our five restaurants located all across Delaware County in Aston, Crumlin, Havertown, Folsom, and Media. Determine for yourself why Zach's Hamburgers was voted the best hamburgers in Delaware County. Our family atmosphere, fresh ground beef, and sandwiches cooked to order are one of a kind. Don't forget to ask about the burger of the month as well as the Sunday special. For more information, visit our website at www.zacksburgers.com. Come taste the difference at Zach's Hamburgers. And go Tigers! You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarvelNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds, Dave DePasco, back here with you from the South Avenue Sports Complex, Glenolden, Pennsylvania, Interboro High School. And we are ready for this 46th Thanksgiving Day game. Between the Ridley Green Raiders and the Interboro Buccaneers, and Steve, before the break, we were talking a little about about the teams overall. Uh, from an individual standpoint, we'll start with with uh, Interboro. We talked a little bit about Mark Everton, but defensively, they have a uh, 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 Ochuda, Mike Ochuda, in there as a great linebacking core member and yeah, a captain. Yeah, senior captain. As you mentioned, tough kid in there. Uh, calls havoc in the backfield. Um, and uh, I expect him to have a big game tonight, last time, uh, and against a robber like Ridley. And also, you go to the Ridley side, another great linebacking core in Trey Hinchy and Ryan Doherty, two guys that throughout the season have been an anchor for that defense. Oh, yeah, and you know they run that uh, five-man front to guard on block, so they got to take on blocks and shed them, which uh, they've done a great job. And watch out for D-lineman Mike Cropper, a uh, big 6-2 uh, defender on the D-line who uh, uh, does pretty well over there. Dave DePasqua is down on the sidelines as the two teams have made their way on the field for this one. And, Dave, uh, before we get started, just kind of your final thoughts of, of the atmosphere down there as the teams came on, as the crowd starts to build here. And there will be a lot of people in this stadium today. Great way to end the football season right here. Thanksgiving, as I said, it's going to be great. This rivalry, as you said, Greg and Steve earlier, it's like Pittsburgh-Baltimore. It doesn't get much better than this. I'm looking forward to see who wins the turnover battle. And defensively, who can make stops? It's going to be a game field position because, you know, in this one, they hate each other. <laughs> well, that's uh, definitely an apt word there, Dave, is, you know, for two and, two and a half hours or so uh, today, uh, there will not be a lot of love on the field. And then they'll go and break bread over Thanksgiving dinner later. Steve, just kind of your, your final thoughts here, keys to the game, key players to watch. Yeah, some key players that we know, Mark Everton on. Uh, offense for Interboro, and Ridley Malik Young, a sophomore, can really run the ball. Defense, you got to watch out for Danny May, Chris Thomas, the Interboro linebackers. Uh, you know, they're going to have to do a big job tonight stopping the run. And then uh, some keys to the game, Greg, line of scrimmage. Both these teams are physical. Whoever's more physical is going to win. Limit the mistakes. They haven't played in a while. They're going to have some mistakes. you got to limit them and then momentum. As Dave said, big defensive stops going to give your offense some momentum. 
and uh, you know we'll see what happens. Well, here we go as the captains come out to meet at midfield. The captains for Interboro consist of number four Mike Ochuda, number eight Sean Meddled, number sixty-four Jeremiah Delapriscoli, and Jason Mixit. Along with their special Ridley captain this year, number five, Vishal Desai. Dave DePasqua will be going midfield to catch all the coin toss action. For Ridley's captains, it's number one, Trey Hinchy, number 20, Ryan Dockerty, number 50, Pat Najmola. And Dave's down there trying to find his way in here and get us the head official for this one. Wind. Is a slight win. Here we go. Interborough, one to toss and is going to receive. Okay? Green, you're going to kick that way. Would you face my back, gentlemen? And there, there you have it. Interborough will receive. Okay. They will defend the left end zone. Interborough, one to toss, will receive. Guys, have fun today. Happy Thanksgiving. Ridley will kick off. They will defend the right end zone. Interborough will move left to right. For the first quarter, and Ridley will move right to left. We'll be back in just a moment after the national anthem for kickoff. You're listening to Thanksgiving Day Football on the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Is your vehicle in need of service or repairs? Well, Accurate Auto and Tire, located in Collingdale, Pennsylvania, has been providing auto repair services to Delaware County drivers since 1991. With over 90 years of combined experience, the technicians at Accurate Auto provide quality service at a fair price. And if you bring your vehicle in with an unwrapped new toy by December 20th or a canned food good by December 31st, you can receive $10 off your total invoice. So if your car is in need of service, call Accurate Auto today at 610-532-9914. And the guys at Accurate Auto have a happy and safe holiday season. Hey, Tiger fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? That's because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, and always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly Soft Pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, or just for a quick snack. And you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website, phillypretzelfactory.com, for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds, Dave DePasqua here with you getting set for kickoff. Interborough will receive and they will defend that left end zone and move left to right here for the start of this one. Interborough is wearing black helmets, their black jerseys and yellow pants for Ridley. It's all green from top to bottom, helmets, jerseys and pants as we get set to kick this one off. And Steve, your final thoughts. As Dave mentioned earlier, these, both these teams, you know, I'll put it nicely, don't like each other. So there's no better way for these seniors to go out than get a win against their rival. And I uh, can't wait for this game to get started. So here we go. Interboro has made its way out onto the field. Mark Everton is back to return 
along with him is Mike Ochuda and number 21, Chris Hummel. Kicking for Ridley is number 99, Jamie Fisher. He will kick off from the 40, and he's going to place it at the near side hash to kick this one off here. 12 minutes on the clock here on a beautiful Thanksgiving Day morning. And here we go. Ridley lines up across that 35, ready to go here in this one. Fisher. Set. On the approach. The kick is a short one, far side of the field, going to be picked up around the 28 and actually fumbled out of bounds that time by number 87 of Interborough. That would be Chase Pattinson. You'll see Interborough come out here a little... Power eye, you'll see a wing back, tight end, and receiver. Uh, you'll see power toss, some screen, some play action, but they like to pound that ball. So here we go. Interborough will start officially at their own 25-yard line. They come out with Everton to the near side as the receiver. Mendel under center. Ochoa to the wing back near side. And Mendel's going to look to throw. He's going to fire underneath. Incomplete. Intended for Chris Hummel in the flat. Start off a little play action. She said incomplete. Uh, four in a row. Come up second down and ten here, Greg. So it'll be second down, as Steve just mentioned, 11.55 on the clock. Ball at that 25-yard line. Everton again, near side receiver. High formation in the backfield. Wing back is Ochuda near side. It's going to be a handoff to Hummel. Bounces it to the near side of the field. He's got the edge a little bit. He has the first down. He's across the 40 and run out of bounds. Just past the 45-yard on a flag. Comes in late for a late hit. And there will be more yardage tacked onto the end of this one. Dave DePasqua is down there sideline. Yeah, he was going to the outside. As he went to the outside, there's a difference between the white strip that's along the sideline and then there's a a mud surface, and that's going to be out of bounds right now. So they're going to tackle on 15 to end of this run. Thank you, Dave. So a big pickup for Interborough here along with the late hit penalty. It happened on the Interborough sideline as well, so you know that call was definitely coming, Steve. Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, we talk about Everton in the passing game right there. His block, or just getting in front of the guy, sprung the running back free for a big first down. So first down and 10 now for Interborough at the Ridley 42-yard line. High formation, tight package for Interborough. Ball is near side hash. Everton, the receiver, fumbled the snap, did metal, but on top of it that time was Danny May. And, you know, probably a little wet out there, that surf, as we know the snow came, wet, you know, whatever was yesterday came and uh, made the surf a little wet. And as I said, these teams have been played in a while, so it's going to be a little sloppy to start. Yeah. So it'll be second down and ten. No loss on the play as Interborough was able to recover the snap that was fumbled ball actually no now they move it back to where it was okay so it's going to be a two yard loss on that play so it'll be second and 12 high formation Everton near side Ochuda in motion to the far side Mental takes it he hands it off to Hummel far side off the guard and he runs for about three or four yards to the 40 yard line and Ochuda in motion kicks out the end as he gets his running back Humble, a uh, little lane there for a few yards. So this will be third down and eight from the 41. With 10.44 to go first quarter, no score. 
Two receivers near side. It's Hummel and Everton. Menel looks to throw, rolling near side. He's under pressure. He's going to throw it up. It's underthrown and nearly intercepted, but knocked down by number 27 of Ridley, Gene Gibbons. Hummel there as the receiver had to play defense as the ball was a little underthrown by Menold, but incomplete. We have a fourth down here. Interesting to see what they do. Now, Sean Menold is also the punter for Interborough, so he's in the huddle. Uh, Ridley's back to return as if it were a punt, and that's what it will be as Menold goes back to his own 48-yard line to punt this one away. Returning for Ridley's number 22, Brock Anderson. The snap's good. The punt. Nice spiral coming near side. It's going to go out of bounds at around the 14-yard line. Dave's right down there. He's going to mark it down about the 12-yard line. So Ridley's going to come out and deep backed up a little bit. Thank you, Dave, down there. And a uh, decent first drive for Interborough now here as they have to punt it away to Ridley. And Ridley will take over for their first time. First and 10 from their own 12-yard line. Ridley will come out... Three wide, four wide receivers on the far side. Three wide receivers, excuse me, on the far side. One tight end. Pistol set for Jake Hoffman, and it's going to be a handoff to number 24 of Ridley Desante Callis, who's hit after only about a two-yard pickup. And he's hit hard by quarterback Sean Menold. He comes in and makes a nice tackle. Bring up second down. Looks like second down and nine officially for the Green Raiders here on their own 13-yard line. Ten minutes to go first quarter. No score. They have one receiver to the far side, two to the near side for Hoffman. Callis in the backfield. Out of the pistol for Hoffman. It's going to be a handoff to Callis far side, and he's stacked up and hit for a loss on the play by the Interboro defense. Look at Chris Thomas, the middle linebacker, and Menold again come in and make a nice play. So 9.30 to go. It'll be third down and 12 for the Green Raiders now at their own 10-yard line. You don't see many quarterbacks going both ways, let alone playing you know, outside linebacker position. But with only 33 guys on the roster, you know, they have to step up. Three receivers are stacked in a bunch near side for Ridley. Hoffman out of the pistol. Callis in the backfield. It's going to be a handoff to Callis. Makes one man miss at the line of scrimmage, and then three or four Interborough players get him to bring him down shy of a first down, and Ridley will have to punt. Danny May, Everton in on the stop there. So good first possession here for the Interborough defense after they had to punt. So fourth down and five. Ryan Dockerty will punt it away for the Green Raiders. Everton is back to return with Ochuda at the Interborough 45-yard line. There we go. High snap over Dirty's head, and it's going to be a safety for Interborough. Snapped over the head of Ryan Doherty. There he go. That's just being rusty, not you know snapping in a real game situation over a month. That's what you run into in these Thanksgiving Day games. Dave, that was well over Doherty's head. He's five or six feet, and he didn't have a chance to grab that, especially because it rolled right past the end zone to give those two points to the Bucks to begin this game. Thank you, Dave. And that's a situation, Steve, where even if he, he's able to get to it and it stays in bounds, he might kick it out of bounds just to just to take the safety that way and you know avoid avoid the extra contact. Yeah, you might as well just take two point, give away two points there instead of you know giving them the ball. 
inside their five-yard line. So 8-27, a 2 nothing lead for Interboro here now. And we said at the top of the broadcast, this game has a way of putting some odd numbers on the board over the years. Uh, yeah, when, you know, it's a tough game like this, hard-nosed football, anything can happen. And you'll have sure have an odd score now with two points already on the board. So Ridley now, because of the safety, will have to kick off from the 20. And Jamie Fisher's on to kick. That'll allow Everton and Ochuda and Hummel to return from about the inner row of 33. That's where they'll stand. The first kick of this game was a short one far side from Fisher. So here we go. Fisher set to kick it away. It's a high end over end one far side of the field. Hummel's going to take it at the 39-yard line far side. Makes Cuts through a few Raiders and hit hard at midfield and brought down. So they'll have excellent field position. Already up 2-0 on the safety. Menold in this Buccaneer offense will take over uh, on the 50-yard line. 8.20 to go first quarter. Interboro leads 2 to nothing. Ball now at midfield for the Bucks to start their second drive. And we have a timeout on the field. We'll step aside. Or actually, we will keep it here as the player is going to get up under his own ability and walk off the field. So, first down and ten, ball at midfield. For the Bucks. Everton comes out of the near side receiver. I formation for the Bucks with Menold under center. Menold takes it. It's a handoff to Chris Thomas near side. He's going to pick up two yards before he's tackled by the Green Raider defense. Team number 20 stepped in there, made the tackle. Ryan Doherty. We're going to have a second down for the Bucks. Eight minutes left, first quarter. Second down and eight for the Bucks. They have a 2 nothing lead. Ball is on the Ridley 48-yard line. Everton near side receiver along with Ochuda. I formation in the backfield. Menold under center. Menold takes the snap. It's a handoff to Thomas up the middle. He gets a good gain, and he's got the first down across the Ridley 40. Hole opened up. And comes in late. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, yeah, hole, wide open hole opened up right there for the running back. Right there was number 20, Chris Thomas. He's close to a first down. Looks like he's going to pick it up, especially with this flag thrown. Dave, what happened? I saw the referee point against Ridley at the end of the play, so it's going to be a personal foul on Ridley. Tackle more more yardage right now for the Bucks. Hard to see. I didn't see anything after the play, Steve. may may have been a face mask. He didn't really make that signal, um, but a little extracurricular activity, and the official's going to keep this one, uh, call this one fairly tight today. So that gives Interborough a first down inside the Ridley 30 at the Ridley 25-yard line. 7.32 to go, first quarter. Ochoa to the receiver the far side. Everton near side. I formation, Menold under center. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff to Thomas. Off tackle to the left side of the line, far side, and he's going to be stacked up after maybe about three or four yards. Good play there on defensive side by Ridley for a short gain here, and Ridley's got to keep their composure 
You know, already two personal fouls. I'm not sure what the second one was, but and already down two nothing. This defense, who's been good for them all year, as I said, only 11 points per game all season long, has to come up big for this team. Under seven minutes now, first quarter. Interboro leads two to nothing after they had a safety on a punt that was snapped over the Ridley punter's head. Menold takes the snap, looking pump face. He's going to fire into double coverage, and it is intercepted by Ridley. Intercepted by Ridley. Number 11, Christian Dunn, coming back the other way from the end zone. Flag comes in. This one's probably going to come back for a block in the back, but Ridley makes the interception on the near side. Dunn makes the return back to the 30 before he was tackled. And we'll see what the flag is. Dave's down there. Dave? It's going to be a block in the back most likely against Ridley, but first off the play, was a, it was a double move along the outside, threw it into double coverage. Ridley is able to come down and come away with it, but there's going to be a, some blocks in the back or holding. It's going to depend on what the ref wants to call right here. So we will await the official thing, signal. Thank you, Dave. Um, I thought he initially made a pass interference. Probably meant to say block in the back. back yeah. Um, Mark Everton did did come back for that football. It was a bit of a fight for it before Dunn was able to kind of snatch it away. And it is a personal foul against Ridley, an illegal block in the back. So here we go. Jake Hoffman comes out of the pistol with two receivers far side, two running backs in the backfield. DeGregorio, the blocking back to his right. It's a handoff this time to Malik Young, and Young, with that good speed, picks up a first down and much more out to the 37-yard line. Only a sophomore, very shifty, and has some explosiveness. Takes the ball, goes up the middle, picks up a much-needed first down for Ridley. 6.23 to go first quarter. Ridley has it at their own 37, 36-yard line. Young in the backfield again with DiGregorio. Two receivers split, one to the far side, one to the near side. Tight end in motion to the far side. Hoffman takes the snap. It's a handoff to Young to the far side of the field. He gets to the edge. Looks like he's going to have him get close to that first down on the far side of the field before he's drugged down from behind. Chris Thomas makes a tackle there. Another nice run. Goes to the outside and, you know, near have a lot of skills there as a you know, running back. You can go behind your big number 68, Jesse Lesher, 6'4", 320, pulling guard. So when he comes out and pulls, yeah. uh, you know, just go behind him and find something there. Asante Callis checks back in as Young was a bit hobbled after that last run. Two receivers split, to the one to the far side, one to the near side. I formation. Pinto comes near side of the tight end. And it's going to be a handoff to DiGregorio up the middle, and he goes nowhere. Uh, he may have moved the ball forward by about a yard, but it's going to be third down. A slew of buck defenders comes in, make a nice gang tackle. We have a big third down here for Ridley. So it'll be third down and short here, under five minutes to go, first quarter. Interboro leads two to nothing. Hoffman and the Green Raiders come out in that pistol set once again. You got one receiver to the far side is Anderson. Minor, the receiver to the near side. Callis in the backfield. It's a handoff to Callis. Off tackle to the far side. He has the first down and goes out of bounds around the 40-yard line. And that'll be a first down for the Green Raiders. And it's that one-two punch. Young and Callis. 
The senior Callis takes it right there, goes off tackle toward the Ridley sideline and picks up a first down for Ridley. Ball officially spotted at the Ridley 41-yard line here. Two receivers to the far side are Anderson and Miner. DiGregorio and Callis are in the backfield. They are split. Hoffman under center. Takes the snap. It's going to be a screen pass to Anderson far side. He makes the catch. He's going to move this one forward for about seven, six, seven yards on the play, and then he's pushed out of bounds far side. Anderson, pretty good receiver there. I believe he's only a sophomore. Had a big touchdown catch earlier in the year. We saw against uh, Radner. Uh, so he's pretty explosive, and quarterback Jake Hoffman will find him throughout the game. Official pickup of about seven yards on the play. It'll bring up second down and three from about the 48-yard line. Two receivers near side. It's Anderson and Miner. Pistol set for Hoffman with two backs. Hoffman takes it, hands off to Callis, makes a stutter step in the backfield, moves forward for maybe two yards on the play. He's going to be just shy of that first down, though, Steve. Good job by Interbar to come up and fill. They're two middle linebackers, May and Hummel. Really very methodical now after that first drive resulted in an Interbar safety uh, going to the ground here and you know, giving them that one-two punch of, of Callis and Young. So it'll be third down and one from midfield. 3.06 to go first quarter. Interbar leads 2 to nothing. Young's back in. That running back, two receivers near side, Miner and Anderson. And we have a encroachment penalty by Interboro here, and this will give the Green Raiders a first down. Good hard camp by Jake Hoffman. He's actually the cousin of uh, MN Tiger, Carmen Christiana. Does a good job of the hard snap count as Interboro jumps. Gives him an automatic first down. So ball will be placed at the Interboro 45-yard line here for Ridley, 2.52 to go. And I would think after all these run plays, Steve, I would think that, you know, Jake Hoffman might tre- test the air. Yeah, this is the running team, and they're going to set you up. They're going to keep pounding the ball, and as you said, they'll set you up and throw the ball. Miner and Anderson are the receivers to the near side. High snap, but he's able to corral it as Hoffman. He gives it to Young, who runs into the pile far side, and he's going to pick up two yards before he's pushed back from forward progress. Chase Patterson does a good job taking on his block at the DN position and coming up and making a nice play. So it'll be second down and eight for the Green Raiders from the Interborough 44-43 yard line. Two receivers near side. Shotgun for Hoffman split backs. Young in motion to the near side from that back position. DiGregorio takes the handoff and he's hit immediately by Interborough and brought down at the line of scrimmage. This time Danny May. And Matt Sains come in, make a nice play there. And they're officially going to mark this as a loss. So it'll bring up third down and nine with 140 to go in the first quarter. Through the interbar defense, you got to be thinking pass here on third and nine. So two wide receivers, Anderson to the far side, Miner to the near side, split shotgun set for Hoffman and Ridley. On third and nine. Good snap. Play action. Hoffman's going to keep it far side on the read option. Moves it up forward. He's going to be close to a first down. I can't tell the stick fell down on that far side early. 
Uh, looks like he's going to be shy, though. Dave, you have a good view? He's going to be shy by about a yard. So it's going to be fourth down alone, just a minute left. It's going to be interesting calls because we had Ridley do the fullback dive and the three options, Greg. It's going to be a very interesting call early in this game. Thank you, Dave. And uh, You would think Ridley's going for it here on fourth down, Steve, at, at the Interboro 36-yard line. Yeah, without a doubt. And you see Hoffman getting under center. So here we go. Minor, the receiver to the near side. Anderson, far side. Hoffman under center. A push forward. It's going to be very close as he got a good first effort to thrust forward from his front four, Steve. Front he five. got it. He's had to cross the 35, and I guess where the official's going to spot him. Dave? The, f- the near side official marked it down at the 35-yard line. So it looks like they're going to have a timeout bringing in the measurement. It's going to be very close. This is extremely close, and Jim Alsman is with us. Yeah, I was going to say, Greg, that uh, I'm surprised that Ridley didn't try a field goal there. But that's right. You guys have never historically had a kicker. So. No, no they've, they've, uh, Ridley has, has struggled uh, in that in the past. I will say this is a short. Yeah, no, they're saying- a short. It is short. I'm they, surprised. They didn't get that push that you guys were talking about right in front of the court. I mean, the center just. Yeah. Now, now, Jim, you know, Marple Mack, a big uh, supporter, he was a kicker back in the day, so. You know. I'll, he, to, I'll have to talk to him if he made any field goals. He might have been able to hit that one. <laughs> in any event, it's a turnover on downs in favor of Interbro, and um, very surprising um, given what we thought was a good pushed by the Ridley offensive line there. So it'll be first and ten for Interboro from their own 36, and it's going to be a handoff up the middle this time to Chris Hummel, who gets a good seven or eight yards before he's brought down by the Ridley secondary. One of the keys of the game is momentum, making big stops on defense. Right there, Interboro makes a huge stop, fourth and one. We'll see what Menold and this offense can do to try to add to this 2 nothing lead. Just under a minute to go, first quarter. It's a 2 nothing ball game in favor of Interboro. And here we go. Everton to the near side. I formation. And it's going to be a quick handoff up the middle to Thomas, who's going to go nowhere on the play and stacked up at the line of scrimmage. Yep, he's met immediately by number 75 of Ridley, Tom Tricombe. And 19 seconds. We'll see if Edinburgh tries to get one more playoff here before the end of the quarter as they lead 2 to nothing. Menold's running out to the huddle, and it looks like they're going to sit on it here in the huddle, and that will be the end of the first quarter. Interboro leads 2 to nothing. You are listening to Thanksgiving Day Football on the Tigers Radio Network.